This is Umami Conversations. Conversations to feed your soul. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple and Spotify and rating us. Enjoy this episode. Blessing. There's also that trend that I've noticed in church is that they always use the pastor to justify yes. whatever decisions they yes. want to make. Their own and ideology. Agendas. agendas. Exactly. Yes. Yes. The church is like a hospital. What does it mean? It means that even your pastor is sick. <laughs> even your deacon is sick. Your choir members are sick. Everyone is damn sick. The only doctor there is God. It's not the pastor. It's not the deacon. It's not the, the usher. You're there crazy. You're going to another crazy man asking for <laughs> advice. And even if it's nothing special, you can always go to a therapist. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Therapy is big. Therapy is the best thing ever. Love is the healer of everything. Love for me is the solution to all in in my little mind. Uh, And God is love. On today's episode, we have Alice L. Nyambe. She's a nonprofit professional who loves to give back to the communities. She also happens to be a food enthusiast. Art has always played a great role in her life while growing up in the Eternal City. Today, she speaks over four languages. She's born in the equator and now lives closer than ever from the North Pole. When she isn't giving back to the community, Ms. Nyambe enjoys painting, hiking, and cooking for her family. Ms. Nyambe believes that love is the only thing that can change the world. Enjoy this episode with Alice L. Nyambe. So how, Alice, how how are you? How are you? How are you Hi, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm happy. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, I'm great. I'm great. Awesome, awesome. It's been a long time waiting. Um, I think since I said I was going to start a podcast, um, you've been on my list, and I lo know. and behold. <laughs> Here we are, here we are, and I hope, hopefully it's not going to be the, the first and last time um, and um, that we're going to keep doing this, you know. Um, so, Alice, you got married in 2020. Yes, during the pandemic. Um, in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In which I was your MC. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a really beautiful, um, a very beautiful wedding, but, you know, I'm sure that leading to marriage to a man that is not of the same culture as you um if i'm not mistaken i'm sure that you've experienced a few things um, yes mm-hmm. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I, I guess i believe i'm I, I can speak freely yes you can um i think the biggest backlash or yes the biggest backlash wasn't even from my family or as much as from my community, but it was more about more. It was more coming from my church at the time, mm. uh, where not that he's from whatever country, but because he wasn't from the church. And although, because okay. I was in the church like that, right? And although right. I try to put him into the church, I don't know if it was God's will or not, but the mm. church itself ended up disappointing him, so running him away from it. And therefore dragging me out as well, because instead of supporting me and embracing him progressively, they just mm-hmm. wanted to take everything. It's either grab him, you know, take everything from him directly. And at the same time, the judgmental, right? Mm. And the judgmental and the backlash was stronger than, the, I guess, the good part that was like the other side that was trying to get him in, whether okay. it was brutally or not. But okay. it was still coming from a good place. But the judgmental part was stronger and just made me just go away. And again, the arguments were solid and God loves everyone everywhere. And there's not 
he's just not in one place, right? So yeah. So you're saying that um you being married with um your husband your husband is from Botswana. Yes. And and you're Congolese, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't your parents or your family member that had an issue with getting married with somebody from Botswana, mm-hmm. but it was your church. And yes. it wasn't because of his culture, but because he wasn't going to the same church as you? He wasn't going to the church, same church as me, okay. and he's not... Uh, he's not like... Uh, he's like a Seventh-day Adventist. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So for I them, mean, he wasn't Christian. Yeah. So he had to be... Accept Jesus Christ again, which he did. The poor guy, I felt bad for him because... <laughs> Can you imagine, like, let's say the guy was Buddhist, for example, and mm-hmm. then he's going to the church and following our teachings for marriage to mm-hmm. make me happy. And then he gets there mm-hmm. and gets ambushed, quote unquote, uh, in the sense that he gets there and they ask him, oh, you're Christian? And he will say yes. And they say, mm-hmm. oh, no, if you're Seventh-day Adventist, you're not really Christian. Please repeat after me. No, 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 no. You know, no, that's hold on. Extreme. Wait, 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 wait. You're going too fast for me. Hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> What in the yep. world? So, oh mm-hmm. my god! Okay, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. So the church said that if he's seven days advantage, if if he's a seven day ad- advantage person, he's not a Christian. Yeah. So basically, and when he so what is you know, he then? I know I don't know because as soon as he said it, it's like yeah okay repeat after me you know the the the. Um, the prayer for the, the salvation, the salvation, the salvation prayer. prayer. Yeah, I accept Jesus Christ, and the poor guy was just there, and I could see it. I could hear it from his voice that he wasn't happy, and I was just holding him, please, baby. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know that's extremely rude i'm laughing today but i was very offended and i know he was extremely offended and he held it in he held it in and he didn't is this something that you both spoke about or was it something that just slide so you let the, you let slide we like he mentioned it so afterwards so after him accepting Jesus Christ again for his life mm-hmm. because he, he wasn't Christian, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And after all the backlashes and after all the not showing up when we were supposed to show up or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he came up and said, you know what, Alice, I've accepted and closed my eyes for this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And this was extremely rude and extremely insulting to me. I'm not going to do anything more. I'm just... I'm backing out, you know. Um, I can support you. I'll If you want me to drop you off or call them from time to time if it will make you happy yes but you're mm-hmm. not going to see my face there anymore and honestly i could re- i could i understand 100 mm-hmm. percent. like if it was me i would have like i would have not even continued to try because mm-hmm. i'm not trying to marry your church i'm trying to marry you yeah. i'm trying to honor you and your family and not your church yeah. but i'm still there trying and instead of your church supporting me they're putting me in weird position the church is not supposed even if they think that he's not a christian mm-hmm. don't like you're not gonna like if you're having a private meeting to have you're not gonna tell him hey repeat the salvation prayer because when you say that to someone that it means that you don't believe he's a christian exactly right instead of you instead maybe walking him through the word of god and say progressively right and say exactly. you know this is this this is what oh can you tell me more about your religion or your mm-hmm. denomination Tell me mm-hmm. why we did the mission, and then he will share. He or she will share how their denomination is, mm-hmm. and maybe tell, try to tell him, "Hey, I believe that according to my denomination, maybe this and that doesn't really make you as a real Christian, quote unquote, <laughs> or you know, mm-hmm. however you want to put it." But I think right. it's always important to, um, I, no, okay, in general, 
when you want to, if you really know your thing, you should be able to explain it like you're, you're explaining it to a three-year-old, right? Very true. And if you convince that your truth is the truth, you don't mm-hmm. have to slam it on people's face. Exactly. Either you talk about it progressively or you just let the person be, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm your brethren or your sister in Christ or your sister, your brother from church, and I introduce you to this, to this fucked up person, you're, just, you're not going to say directly, oh, this person is fucked up, whatever. Especially in love, you'll try to show them. You just start, oh, this is the person you introduced to me? Oh, great. Nice to meet you. Try to get to know that crazy person first. And then yeah, if you're sure 100% you that person is crazy, then you come back to me, hmm, have you noticed this? Have mm-hmm. you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Right? Or, mm-hmm. okay, I understand that you love this person, but please think about this, this, and that, that. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. it was, I understood why it got offended and how it got, it felt insulting because I would have felt the same. Yeah, I think I think um, one of the issues that I from what you're telling me, one of the things I find that's very sad is that they didn't even take the time to find interest in in the young man that was going to marry you. Exactly. You know, when we are part of a church, I think that you're part of a family. And if I'm part of that family, um, I mean, now this is how we do it, but I'm more of, I'm I'm at a place in my life where I'm just like, yo, listen, if you could just do the traditional thing, because at the end of the day, when you read the Bible, like there is nowhere in the Bible that tells you that you need to get married inside a church. Exactly. What yeah. when it talks about like a union between a man and a woman, it literally talks about both families coming together and there's a bride price that's being paid and then you take your wife away. Yeah. It's literally that simple, the traditional way that we know how to, right? But fine, mm-hmm. we've we've all quote unquote, you know, given our lives to Christ mm-hmm. and this is the way, fine, we'll do it. But at least if somebody is coming in your church to take away your daughter, mm-hmm. find interest in the person first. Don't find interest in, oh, you're a seventy. That is I think insulting is is even like too small of a word. Yeah. Like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you tell the person that you're not Christian enough? Yeah. Like, is that what Christ came to teach? And you know, you, know? you, you mentioned there's a key word that he said being married in the church. So one mm-hmm. of the difficulty that I had, so in my culture, when you get married, you need to have like godparents, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the godparents I that, that I selected at the time were telling me, so basically us were already, and you know, we're already ready with the pre- wedding preparations and whatsoever. And then the person tells me, Oh, but you cannot do it outside because it's not in the church. And, the pastor is not going to like it and it's not godly to and i was like what since when if you don't get married in the church then the wedding is not valid and then no one's like those little stories that they tell me for me it's like you're disrespecting me you're disrespecting my intelligence and you're mm. disrespecting my relationship with god that for me was like i drew the line there thinking why in the hell not why in the hell but my mom was the one advised me you need to have this and again she's my mom i need to listen and it's Mm -hmm. tradition let me make her happy Mm -hmm. but i was like you know what i am old as i am at this point made my own decisions i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna get anyone to be anything Mm -hmm. at this point Mm -hmm. right from what you're telling me though it seems as if like this church that you were going to i'm talking about this church that you're going to as if i don't know what church it is Because yeah. we both went to that same church. <laughs> exactly. 
yeah. so let me just pretend um this church that you were going to it seems like there was more of a a pleasing you know i'm talking about how the pastor wouldn't be happy if it's not inside of the church like god is not found in the building itself the building is created by man so what does that that has absolutely nothing to do with um with anything but mm-hmm. that's just that's that's just on them i think certain people have this mindset that you know yes it's true we have to respect the elders the pastors the leaders mm-hmm. and whatnot but then we do not owe them our lives we do not you don't owe exactly. them anything the only yeah. person or thing or whatnot that you might even even to that like even to your parents you don't owe them anything like you gave me life thank you very much i appreciate it but i'm at a place in my life where i could actually take my own decisions i will listen to what you tell me i will you know and then filter the good and filter the bad absolutely and i know for a fact that the pastor would would have not cared like honestly to this day i don't have an issue with the pastor pastor is super nice he's always been super nice to me super kind to me and whatsoever but i i there's also that trend that i've noticed in church is that they always use the pastor to justify yes. whatever decisions they yes. want to make. Their own, and their own yes. um, ideology. Agendas, Agendas. exactly. Yes. Yes. And yes. I've, I've experienced it personally, and that's someone else's story, but the person went, blah, 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 the pastor said this. And the girl, as courageous as, like, I never thought that she would go, and she went and confronted the pastor. Pastor, you say this. The guy's like, what are you talking about? I didn't say that. And I was like, ah! sneaky sneaky person i've had that situation happen to me also and i and i reached out i reached out and i told the pastor this person said that a b c d you know and then pastor was like and you know it's like when they're trying to like also protect their leaders Mm -hmm. um you know they're just like well maybe they meant this no that's not what they meant (laughs) (laughs) okay let's not even go there but you know talking about the church and everything I want to I want to know how much do you think the church should be involved in someone's union? Mm-hmm. Um I think it's important for the church to know their space, their lane, um and to understand that no churches need to know their lane. They need to know where to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh churches in general are not qualified to be therapists or counselors, mm-hmm. right? They need to um acknowledge that they do not have they're not uh holding all the powers mm-hmm. right you can come as a pastor or a deacon or a sister or counselor or whatever and give your point of view mm-hmm. and i think it's important for them to always say hey this is my personal opinion i am not a therapist i am not this i can just tell you what the word says mm-hmm. limit yourself to what the word says if you're you think you're a specialist on the word of god mm-hmm. limit yourself to that and don't push it. Mm. When, when let's say, I think the church is the one that is supposed to give the temperature to the people. Mm. If the people, if everyone is always coming and complaining, my husband did this, my kid this, my kid that, go to the person and say, hey, thank you for coming up with this issue of your husband. Uh, I understand that he's been beating you up, for example. Uh, I personally think that you should have a conversation with the person. And if it didn't work, then seek for therapy. I will not encourage you to go and divorce, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Which is something that they always say. Mm-hmm. But if you think that you came to a point where you no longer know what to do, then seek for a better counseling. Help. Seek for a, a professional. Because I cannot tell you, I will not advise you to stay 
in a marriage where you're being abused, right? Mm. Or if the husband cheats, I mean, I can sit down with the husband and tell him that, but go seek help, my brother. Go seek help towards God. Go and apologize because you made a vow in front of men and God. Like, fix your shit with God. Mm -hmm. And if it's still not working, then there's clearly something wrong go to a therapist. This is not a hospital. You say this is not a hospital, but then a lot of times you hear, and I think maybe somewhere in the scripture, it talks about how the church is like a clinic. It's a hospital. You know, and that how so, Christ well, came yeah. Christ came for the sick and not mm-hmm. for the, 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 the well or whatnot. I'm paraphrasing that scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, we're going to have sick people in the church that are searching to be healed. Healed, yeah. <laughs> searching for healing, you know? <laughs> so yeah, like I get what you what you mean by it's not mm-hmm. a hospital, but then at the same time, low-key, no. it kind of is. No, no, I think okay. when they say that the church is a hospital or, or God came for it, obviously God came, God came for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the sick, for the poor, but he also came for rich people. You can be rich and you're just there entangling with Satan mm-hmm. and you still need God. Mm-hmm. You can be poor, but you have a good relationship with God and mm-hmm. God did not come to come and make you a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like we're not seeking God to get money. We're not seeking God to birth the world or we're not seeking God to whatever personal ambition. We're seeking God for salvation. Okay. Salvation is the goal, right? Okay. So yes, we always say even in, in we'll say the church is like a hospital. What does it mean? It means that even your pastor is sick. <laughs> even your deacon is sick. Your choir members are sick. Everyone is damn sick. The only doctor there is God. It's not the pastor. It's not the deacon. It's not the, the usher. Everyone is sick. So you're going, you're there crazy. You're going to another crazy man asking for <laughs> advice. You know, I'm just saying, like, Yes, the Bible says that we're, it's a hospital. So why, if I'm in the hospital, I'll go ask the other sick person sitting, laying down, hey, can you heal my, you know? I'm not going to do that. We're all sick. You're not better than me because you're up there pre uh, singing or up there preaching or helping people to sit down. We're all equal to the eyes of the Lord. We're all sick. If therefore we're all sick, the only thing we have in common is being sick. And the other person we have in common is God, who's the healer. That's it. People think, oh, we're all sick. That uh, uh, we're all sick. That means that we're all equal. You're not better than me. Yes, God will speak to you different ways. Will speak to the other person different ways. You can give me your remas and whatsoever. But God is the only one who's gonna heal us. It's not gonna be you because you touched me or you blew on my face. It's going to be God because even when you blow on my face or you touch me, it's not by your strength or by your might. It's by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, by God. So, wow. yep. I do not believe in those things. Okay. So, I'm sorry. This is so... I shouldn't be laughing. But... <laughs> People don't think about it that way. If we're all sick, why would I go to you? It's like, we're all sick. Pastors are sick. Everyone is sick. Okay. I get what you mean, right? And, you know, initially you mentioned that um, the church should know, like, their limits and everything when it mm-hmm. comes to, like, marriage. But then we also have to understand, Alice, is that, for instance, you, right? You mm-hmm. you came to this church and you are a member in this church. Mm-hmm. You're not only a member, mm-hmm. but you're an active member in this mm-hmm. church. So Absolutely. basically, yeah. this is, like, part of your family. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. being, being in such a family, why is it that 
you want to limit them from like helping you or directing you towards the the better path <laughs> or the right path to take when you're about to you know to make such a big decision um, mm-hmm. in your life. The same way you limit your sisters and brothers to getting too deep into your business. Okay. It's, yep, that's my answer. Yeah. Okay. So we love you. I love you. You're not gonna tell me, you know, or you know how people come. Oh, when will you have a baby? Once you ask me once, twice, a third time, and I sold the person. Oh, you know what? Next time I have sex with my husband, I'll send you. I'll shoot you a text so that you can keep track. People are rude. People are insensitive. So if you're coming to ask me every day when I'm gonna have a baby. I will literally tell you that. And if you continue, oh, text message in the morning. I just had sex with Mahabi. Hey, keep track, hey? Pray for me. And you'll never come back to tell me that. I think that's one of the biggest issues after getting married. Like, not even, Mm -hmm. even, like, taking, let's even putting away the church aspect. Like, even when you talk about even just your family members or your friends or people. And this is something that I've learned and I had to learn in the hard way is to never ask a woman, not even when are you going to have babies? Just do you have any children? Like I no longer do that. No longer. Or even like, you know, sometimes, you know, the thing with me is like, I'm very like, like joking around. And as soon as like somebody's getting married, I'm just like, ah, we're waiting for that baby. Well, all of that stuff. But you realize that these words could be very harmful. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be very, very harmful to um, to some women because I was reading um, something on the internet. I don't remember it word per word, but then like, you know, it spoke about how nobody talks about like the woman that has miscarriage time and time <laughs> again. Nobody talks about the woman that Absolutely. lost her baby. Nobody talks about the woman that her womb is no longer, you know, mm-hmm. is not fertile. Like there was just different aspect, you know, of what women go through when it comes to like having children children or fertility and how it's it's so important just don't go there you know just let people be just let people be they got married hooray praise the lord let's go like me and my husband when we first got married our first year we didn't have we did not want to have babies because we were just like yo we anyways even us getting married it was just like we we just got married, okay? So the first year we didn't have babies. And then I think when the second year was coming along, we're like, oh, okay, like let's let's try to, you know, let's work it out. And then in that year, I found out that I had um actually it's not that I found out, but it was reconfirmed to me that I had mm-hmm. PCOS. And due to that, I would struggle to 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 have children. So, you know, for me, we had to start taking, I had to start taking meds. Men's didn't work for me and all that crazy stuff. And let's say on our third year, we got pregnant, but sadly, the pregnancy didn't happen. And then in our fourth or fifth year, that's when we had our son. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and just that experience alone really opened my eyes to see how like every single home, every couple's mm-hmm. marriage, union decisions they make is unique to themselves. And as you mentioned, it is nobody's friggin' business. It isn't. Like, I don't know. I think... I think the way that society is is made and makes it seem as if if you're not if if you're not at a certain age 
to get married, you shouldn't get married. If you're not a certain age to have babies, you shouldn't have babies. If you're not a certain age to do this or that or that, like you can't do it. But then I'm looking around me and I'm realizing like a lot of my, like some of the people like in my age group, some of them is just Mm -hmm. now that they're they're, they're having babies. Yeah. And this is yeah. where people in our late thirties, like, obviously Absolutely. I have my friends that have had babies. <laughs> my best mm-hmm. friend, her oldest is like 15, 16. So there's mm-hmm. that set of group. And then there's now this set of group where they're now given birth. You know what I mean? At an yeah. older age. Absolutely. But to me, it's like, who gave eight, like who said there should be an age? There's no such thing. I guess it's all about culture and what women used to be used used like the only purpose of a woman was what? Yeah. Get married, have babies. babies and shut up. Yeah. But, but then we live but in a only... different society right now, right? We live in a society yeah, where but women these things are always count. Right? The... Even today, if you choose not to have kids, it'll be like, Ish, what is wrong yeah. with you? Why? No no no. So not even choose not to have kids, you, you choose not to get married. That's another problem. If you choose not oh, to get married, that's, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. like, that's a yeah. major issue. Like, it's a I major... deliverance, you need prayers. Yes. And so many women so... sadly end up getting married with men that they don't necessarily love or want to oh. be with. And then after a year or two, yeah. they're just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, divorce happens. Like, I've been there. I've done that. So I know I could talk mm-hmm. about it. And it's, it's really sad. And you know, one of the things, because we were talking about like the church and marriage one of the things that i find i think now it's a little bit less one of the major things that i find that was very wrong is when somebody in the church impregnates another person and they force wait, wait, before we go there before we go there that's a great topic but before we go there marriage in church most like i used to go to one one of the church back then where you see the women very bitter very mean mm. and as you get close to some of those people or someone comes and confide in him, in you and you understand that those people most of the, those people at least the oldest mm. they're not happy in their yeah. marriage a lot of people are not happy in their marriage and sometimes for them to feel better about themselves or it's they're going to be mean to you or just come every single day towards you and just judge you or ask you don't do this with your kid or you're not you're not pregnant yet oh i will pray for you let's let's do like you know those kind of things because the only thing they live for is not their marriages for their kids right a lot a lot of people are in marriages in church and they're unhappy and they cannot separate or divorce because it's unbiblical right or some of them think oh if i if i divorce what am i going to do with my life where am i going to you know even today those yeah so we can go back to that other topic because that's a that's another hot topic but i really wanted to say that no but you're what you're saying is 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 very true and it's definitely really really sad what does the bible say when it comes to finding your partner what is there is there something that the bible says um, I from I mean I'm I'm not a Bible scholar like for sure, but one of the only things that I know when it comes to like marriage is that all I know that it says um men men love your wife as Christ loved the church, and then women um submit yourself to your husband. That's like the only scripture that I I know yeah. that will that's pretty popular. Um, but when it comes to finding your husband, yeah. I think maybe somewhere in the Old Testament, there might be like stuff about that there. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, in the New Testament, 
nothing has ever caught my eyes about that. Because I think I can understand why that divorce verse can be the way it is. Mm-hmm. But if, like, with the church now, like today's church, church should make sure that if you're having people wanting to get married, mm-hmm. then make sure these people can work together through thick and thin. Yeah. And not just accept anyone to just get married and then two years after your divorce. Yeah. Because... <sighs> Again, if divorce is taboo or forbidden, then in order for that not to happen, in order for you to prevent it to happen into your church, then make sure that the people who are in your church who want to get married are actually made for each other. And I know it's hard to do so and whatsoever, but... Like, I mean, I've been divorced. I'm I'm a a divorcee. I was married um, at a younger age. And at that time, I was a Sunday school teacher. And it was a very difficult decision for me because I at that time I was telling my ex-husband where um I don't believe in divorce da, 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 da. I feel like that was when I was super religious and I think that's more when you're more religious than spiritual but then I was like dying in the relationship like I was miserable I was miserable and he was also miserable we were both making each other miserable you know what I mean so then at the end of the day like I remember we had like a because I went to speak to the pastor once went to speak to the pastor twice these people are just thinking that I'm joking around like I'm like dude this thing is not gonna work you know and then after he ends up calling us and now they're counseling us after three years we're we're getting this counseling and we're both aggravated and annoyed because we don't want to be with one another but then the church the pastor is trying to bind us together (laughs) and have us stay together you know and it was a very difficult decision for me to make because of one I was I was like leading children and the scripture was very like alive in our church and it's like what do you do and I remember I had a conversation with somebody and this lady told me something that I will never forget and she told me um you believe in God and you say that God loves you and God wants you to be happy and God wants you to be this and that right now where you are is that what God wants for you is this the happiness that God wants for you so what do you think God would prefer and then she like she you know she tried to compare like let's say he's actually your physical father and it hit me and I was just like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to make this decision and I'm just going to like exile because I think, I can't. yeah, I think we forget that God has a will for us. Yes. See? He wants us to be happy and everything else and all the promises he made in the Bible. And the same way, because God gave us freedom, he yes. doesn't choose husbands or partners or friends for us all he can do is advice advice us if we ask for it Mm -hmm. or guide us or talk to us in a way or another it's Mm -hmm. up to us to listen Mm -hmm. again not judging your marriage or anything but you probably you knew in your core Mm -hmm. that it wasn't right that was from the day i met this dude i knew in my core that it wasn't right God already spoke to you and yeah, he yeah, continued yeah. to speak to yeah. you throughout. Yeah. And sometimes we just ignore it because we're so focused on not the word of God, but respecting the doctrine or yes. the word as it's exactly written. But yeah. we forget that God is love and it's all about love. Yes. It's all about love. Yes, God yeah. is God is definitely love. God is definitely love. But uh, you brought up a really important point there. Um, too many women um, in churches are... Are struggling, are suffering. Um, but I think that slowly, slowly, some churches are, you know, are not really promoting, I don't know, like it's not that they're promoting divorce, but they're mm-hmm. also not promoting being abused and yeah. like mis- misused and neglected. Mm-hmm. 
in in a marriage. So, you know, big up to those churches. But um, yeah, as we were saying, I even forgot what I was saying. Yeah, when the church, you know, have couples get married because they're pregnant. That's it's not even the, not only the church, even like some cultures. Or families, that. yes, yes, cultures oh my God, and so families. Worse. I just feel bad for those people. Yeah, it's because like, having a child with a person, it doesn't mean that you need to like get married to the person. Yeah. You don't have to. Honestly, you, you don't have to. It's better to have your child and, and do your best with with your child than than to go ahead and get married to a man that or a woman um that doesn't love you and that doesn't want to be with you. Because already yeah. like taking care of a child is stressful enough. Especially like in the beginning and then growing up and all of that stuff. It's it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of emotions that you're putting out. And like just being in a relationship that makes you like even more bitter and like angry. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do it. Like I haven't been in church in a in, in a while. I um yeah. I don't really roll like that anymore, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if they still do it, but I do know that that was definitely something that when it came to church and marriages that they I've seen a few happen. And I've seen I see I've seen a few happen whereby the relationship ended up being great, but then yeah. I've seen a few happen that the relationship ended up being hell. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the only advice like the only thing i can tell like if you're if you say that you're full full-on christian and you choose to i guess fornicate is the proper word mm-hmm. then just use your brain you know protect yeah. yourself and it's not only because you don't want to have pregnancies but you don't want to catch whatever Any diseases or all that right? stuff so yeah no, that's the only thing I can say. If you choose, like, if you're forced, I think that a grown person who's sexually active and gets pregnant should not be forced. You should not let yourself be forced to marry someone else. Um, at this point, I'll feel bad for you, and I'll just, I guess I'll just mock you deep down because you're able to have sex and do whatever you're doing, and you get pregnant what's you know you're you're pregnant and other people in marriages and looking for kids and you and then they control you after, like that's embarrassing get you sh- get yourself together you know and you walk in you go into marriage and then you go and you complain oh my god how sad is your life mm-hmm. like look for jesus yes you've sinned it's not the end of the world jesus loves you they're gonna talk behind your back yes and then you're gonna give birth to this cutie pie, cute little thing, and everyone just be like, "Oh my god, it's so cute!" And they'll forget about you sleeping around or whatever, getting pregnant. Just hold it in for a little while, mm-hmm. and then you'll be better. Instead of just yeah. going there, getting married to someone who you don't even like, you got his face. You're just like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. why? why? Why suffer? <laughs> why? You know, love yourself enough, not why? don't suffer." Why wow. I tell you, um, but now obviously you 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 got married to your boo and you guys are. Are, are living happily ever after um i wanted to find out something though mm-hmm. has there ever been something that you saw your mother do growing up that you vowed to yourself that you would never do but then you see yourself doing it doing uh thank god no not for now at least okay. consciously uh, so when we're young, we're going to this other type of church where one of your prayers is, I will never do, I will not repeat. What is it? Let me just translate it. It's basically, you're not going to repeat the same, your, your mother's sin, your mm. mother's story, mm. your mother's trauma. 
right? Mm. And my mom is someone who communicates. Like she will tell you, hey, I used to do this, that, 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 or these are the errors that I have in my marriage. Don't do it. Right. My mom is clear. She's someone who directed us from the get go. You go to church, she'll tell you everything you listen there. Don't put everything in your head. If it sounds stupid, put it away. Mm-hmm. And you're six, you're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she'll repeat to you every single day. Like, that's what she did, like, constantly, every day. She will tell you, tout ce que tu entends, tu n'es pas obligé d'écouter. Si tu penses que c'est bête, put it away. All the time. I love that. So, for me, I, I mean, my parents. They had a good life, you know. Mm. I think the only difficulty or struggle that she had, it was when she was newlywed. And, uh, you know, she had those issues with the mother-in-law. And then, thank God we moved out of the country because I don't think she would have been happy. Mm. But during that period, I know she was saying, oh, I was staying for the kids. And I'm like, do not repeat that nonsense to me again because you made a choice to stay. But again, older times different times yeah but we do have those conversations today obviously Mm -hmm. and since then she's been happy Mm -hmm. but she'll tell you hey your dad is like this this did that and and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna marry someone who's like my dad because of this 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 that that the same way i don't want to be like you because of this is that that let's say she gets upset with her friend and then two years later oh and i'm like bro forgive you know let it go yeah and that's why you understand that your parents are not superhumans they're just like you they're just like you and i like everyone else and when you have people like that you can you should we should learn from that right the same way when when i was a kid my mom used to like just bring me around like a purse and you listen to these old lady stories and you're just like what you're that dumb or you know what you made that mistake (laughs) you know and maybe you're listening to things you shouldn't listen and one of the stories that I heard, I remember that time, uh, this lady came to her house ringing the bell like crazy. Mm. And then she comes in with her two, she had uh, uh, twins at the time. She came in, oh, Celine, Celine, does this happen? I'm like, Alice, get out, get out. And then they're talking, talking. And I'm just there trying to listen. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> but as soon as I turned 18, which was a few months later, she went on and just rolled everything she's like oh remember this auntie that 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 wow. and we'll go and analyze and not in a bad way she'll tell me hey this person did this this that that mama don't do this look at this person's story don't do that and she did that with us with me the only girl with my brothers she, you know we'll talk about oh this auntie this this happened or sometimes an older woman like someone who's her peer mm-hmm. they'll go and call my parents to sit down because these two people are having marriage troubles. And then they'll come and t- my mom will come and tell us. I'm just like, Tantin X, Y, Z. Oh, yes. So for me, I've learned from other people's experience. Like, mm. Let me not go in these waters. Let me go. Not, let me not go there. Right. And for me, learning not to ask people if they're pregnant all the time. You, can, you know, I can ask once if we're close. I ask you once, twice, three times, and then mm-hmm. I'll stop because mm-hmm. I don't know your story, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for us in our, in our family, we had people who went through trauma, whether it's like, uh, physical abuse, mental Mm -hmm. abuse, or just not even having children. Mm -hmm. So I know all of these things Mm -hmm. with a person who doesn't have children. She's my mother in a way that you, she also raised me and I'll respect Mm -hmm. her and talk to her like she's my mom. And Mm -hmm. she knows that Mm -hmm. the person who was abused made the choices she made, but she will always tell you, Hey, this is what I went through it. Don't put yourself into that. That those are conversations and things that are really into our families. That when you date someone, or you know, I'll tell my brother, "Hey, this this person, this is happening to the person." Oh my God, we have to do something because we are aware of those things happening. Mm-hmm. So 
I just think that it's up to the parents to also to talk to the kids of what is what is the world, what is the real world, what is really marriage. And maybe one last story. Um, we're back where we were, and my my parents went to meet their friend, mm-hmm. long time friend. You know, the kids are, were older than us and went away for university. They go to have dinner. And on the dinner table, there are four. There are only two plates for the husbands. And the wife is like, oh, no, you know, us girls, we can eat in the kitchen. Nah. You know, it's time to eat. Uh, they'll call the wife. Come, bring the water. So she'll come with uh, a, a container with water, soap, and then a serviette on mm-hmm. the shoulder mm-hmm. so that the guy can wash her hands because he doesn't want to wash, go in the washroom. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, she goes towards my dad. But it's like, nah, I, I need to use the washroom anyway. Goes, they go, they have dinner. My, my mom and the woman are in the kitchen. Mm. These people are in the living room. The, the men are in the living room. They come back like never again. And that was it. They never saw them again, never called them again. That mm. was it, right? Yes, my parents are African. Yes, that's how it is maybe for them. Mm-hmm. But they do not want that in their life. And they don't want their kids to see that. And they told us about it. We're just like, what? Now we're the, and that was like in 2000. Like what? In 2000, people are doing that? Yeah. I mean, I've done that. I'll never do that. That's like my sister. That's my. That's like one of my sisters. Like, and and you know, funny enough, I know that there's a lot of people that just talking about the the bringing the water and everything. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of people that don't really, um, you know, that find that oh, that's kind of like very slavery-ish and stuff. Mm-hmm. But personally, for me, um, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, to be able to, uh, when it's a beautiful thing when it's not like something you must do, but mm-hmm. something you choose to do out of your 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 own desire and out of your own heart, right? And then the person that you're doing that towards, you're bringing the bowl of water towards, mm-hmm. also sees and and like appreciates it, mm-hmm. you know, and does it mm-hmm. back to you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think for me in our relationship, that's what we've we've kind of built. Um, mm-hmm. I know that in the beginning it was a little bit too extreme. I was just really like just serving until I got to a place where I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't wanna it does I don't want this to be like and I think this is one thing that I did see my mom do a lot. Like mm-hmm. when you go to a Ghanaian home, mm-hmm. most Ghanaian homes I've been to, you bring the water with the soap and the thing and you wash the hand like it, mm-hmm. it's like it's 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 common it's like but then as you said like for me I think it it has to be um it has to be mutual mm-hmm. it has to well, be mutual well that's the thing right you know? it wasn't mutual and the person wasn't treated right yeah but I will I will follow you or join you there where in my in my in like my parents home for example after work I think on Fridays or Saturday mornings, my mom will massage my dad's with like hot water and lemon. However, she was doing it, she mm-hmm. loved it. And we're like, oh, he likes massages. We we'll get we got him a massage thing. He never used it, <laughs> but that was a different way of doing it. Yeah. Me, I believe in it being service going both ways. Yes. For example, for my husband, I like to cut his toenails. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just like it. Mm-hmm. I like to, you know take care of him when he's sick or whatever, the same way he likes to cook for me and serve mm-hmm. me. It has to be mutual. To be mutual. But when it, the way it was and the way the, my parents were speaking, it wasn't mutual at all. The way you explain it is perfect. It can be that or it can be some like a different way. But that was something that for me was like, 
mind blowing, right? Yeah. No, I I I I totally get it. But then it goes back to what um you know so well I don't want to say society, but you know this whole love language thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it goes back to that. I feel like doing something like that is like an act of service, and mm-hmm. I feel when you know what your partner's love language is, doing things like that. It's it's personal. It's it's personal to to your couple, and like personally, I don't I don't have an issue with that at all. I think it's a beautiful thing. But once again, once again, it, it's it's when it's done like when if when you're doing it like out of the abundance of your heart, and it's yeah. not out of like, oh my god, I have to go and bring my husband yes. water, or else he's Absolutely. gonna. <laughs> When it's like yeah. that, then it's like, okay, this is a bit problematic. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it's really done out of the abundance of your heart, like, Shepa, for me, I think because I saw it so much mm-hmm. that I just, like, fell in love with that act, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereby, yeah, I used to do it a lot. But then it's like, nowadays, like, ain't nobody got time for all of that stuff, <laughs> to be honest. Like, when we first got married, everything was just like, oh, you know, you're yeah, in, like, a honeymoon phase you know for a mm-hmm. while and then after a while you're just like okay i'm done um <laughs> but once in a while like I'll, I'll do it but even him sometimes he's just like it's okay i'm gonna go wash my hands you know yeah. so it's just like mm, okay but yeah 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 mm-hmm. there's some there's some things that you do with your partner where i think it's very it has to be really really personal i have a last question mm-hmm. that i want us to like look into talking about things being personal mm-hmm. so you know, as when you're in a relationship, obviously, like we all go through things, right? Mm-hmm. We all have things that we go through. Do you think that it is okay to share with either like church members or friends, close friends, best friends, your marital issues? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a no no person. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, especially the church, not the church. The church again, it's the hospital. Everyone's crazy. You're crazy yourself. I mean, you know. Um, no. Like, that's something that my mom told me. She's like, if you have issues with your husband, uh, try to find a way to resolve your own issues yourself. So at the time when I was telling you that, you know, she wanted us to have um, 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 godparents, is that when you have an issue, you go to godparents. And they'll advise you. But again, they're also humans. If her, she's, for example, used to being beaten up and they beat me up, she would just say, hey, you know what? No, just hold it in. Maybe with God's grace, he will change. Then how is that helping you, right? And by chatting with, you know, seniors and older members and pastors, there was this pastor that told us that, you know what? At the end of the day, when Jesus created Adam and Eve, they didn't have any godparents. The only Godparent they had was the Holy Ghost and Jesus. Then they even had God himself that he could just go and, get, and be like, oh God, this snake is bothering with the apple. But they didn't went to seek counsel, right? So instead of seeking for man's wisdom when you have issues, why don't you seek for God's wisdom? And he's mm-hmm. like, I know, I know, it can be tricky. You know, you ask Jesus, why is this? And you have no answer. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's just looking at you like, hmm, you know. But you need to be able to have that intimate relationship with God. And as me being um, the Christian that I am or the person who actually carries the family into prayer, sometimes I won't have answers. But does it mean that you have to give up? No. Mm. You have your own, like there's, you also have resources. You have internet. There's always someone going through the same thing you're going through. Mm. Or if you know a sister or some random person, you can just go, hey, random person, right? I heard 
in whatever podcast where I heard this and that, you're going through this or whatever. How did you face it? You don't have to be going into the nitty gritties of everything. Mm. How did you face this challenge? How did you face this? What are the recommendations, mm. right? You can go online, you can find a lot of testimonies about every single type of thing. You just go and listen. It might, but it might have worked for them in that way. It might not work for you in that way, but at least you got a word of wisdom and words of encouragement that will keep you you know, holding up or praying. But again, of, of course, if it's like abuse and whatever, you need a different type of help. But I think the help is out there. And most of the time, no, I will recommend people to just seek it in God because God has all answers. The Bible is, the for me, is the best counselor for me. Uh, sometimes you can be down and you think, oh, I don't know what to do there. Like just pray or worship or dance. Or go for a walk and you'll be inspired by the beauty of nature. Just be like, ah, God, so you made this too. I don't know. Whatever works for you, that's what you should do. I mm. wouldn't recommend sharing everything. But what if you have a friend that you consider your sister or your best friend and you want to tell them everything, just know what to share. Because mm. what you're sharing is not only yours. It's also someone else's. It's your husband's. So you just need to know what you can share. But again, I wouldn't advise you to go into the deeps unless you're very comfortable. It's to each their own. But me personally, personally, you just be like, eh, I don't know. But again, me, what what do we argue about? I mean, oh, you didn't cook the way I like to cook. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have anything special to say. And people would just be like, Ugh, whatever. But if there was ever anything serious, it would just be with me and God. And, mm-hmm. you know. That's just my personal opinion because if I go to my mom, even to my mom, it wouldn't work because she loves my husband too much. She would just blame me. If I went to my mom or my brothers and sold whatever, whatever, they might just change their perspective to, towards him. I would have yeah. fixed the issue, but they were always seem like, oh, he used to beat you. Yes, perhaps now he changed, but he's still a... Uh, you know, a bad person or they'll treat him differently. So then, so then what you're saying is like, let's say somebody's in an abusive relationship, then that person should not be open to share about their, mm-hmm. their abuse. She should deal with no. it with her and her God. That's not what I said. I said that if you're in an abusive relationship, that's a different level. You seek, you need to seek a different type of help. Yes, okay. you can pray, but go to the police. You can go to the police, okay. go to your pastors, your, I don't know who else is there for you, but mm-hmm. go to the person who's there for you. Mm-hmm. who is not going to just because sometimes I don't know I'm not like uh, <laughs> I'm not a victim of that but I just think that sometimes you need to have someone who will open your eyes so that you understand mm-hmm. that where you are is not a healthy place mm-hmm. to stay because mm-hmm. you yourself need to make the decision for yourself mm-hmm. not someone someone shouldn't decide for you to be out mm-hmm. and like you said God if you're in an abusive relationship that's not that's not what God wants for you mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you can pray about it, and God will just be like, uh, "I give you a brain," you know. <laughs> Literally, it's, I give you. A brain. Yeah, and you mm. know you shouldn't stay, and you think it's hard, but there's always a way because God always makes a way. But again, if it's an abusive relationship, you really need to seek a professional, and even if it's nothing special, you can always go to a therapist. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Therapy is big. Therapy is the best thing ever, right? So, yeah. Um, so you talk a lot about God and everything and the Bible and all of that stuff. But what if somebody's listening to this and they don't necessarily, you know, have a relationship or believe in God? Um, what would you <clears throat> be able to kind of share or recommend? Ooh, if you don't believe in God, 
you definitely have godly friends. And if you have a godly friend who's a true friend to you, and you might not tell the person all of your issues, but the person, if she knows you, she might know that you have something. Hopefully the person will pray for you. But if you go and just tell them, hey, you know, I went through difficult months. If someone comes and tells me that, I'm going to pray for you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You might not believe in God and that's your personal choice. And I mean, that's okay. I mean, right? You chose your way, but seek professional help. Mm -hmm. Go to therapists, go to, I don't know, your friend, your boss or whomever. Counselor. Just go and talk to someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a counselor. And, and, you know, you don't believe to God, you don't believe in God today, but they forget, well, they forget, they don't know, but he's the best consolator. How do you say that? Com- um, the- comforter? Counselor? Comforter, yes. Comforter? Some, you know, you can find a lot of comfort. And it doesn't have to be like while you pray. Sometimes you're just quiet in the midst. In meditation. You know, in, in meditation. Stillness. And you find comfort. Sometimes you can find comfort um even when God doesn't speak to you and that's his way of speaking to you. And that's something that believers in my personal opinion are missing out, right? We all live these lives that are stressful and everything. Even your own therapist is stressed about his own (laughs) own job and the nonsense he's listening to. And the advantage of having God is that you always have that, um, what is it? What is the word you said? Counselor? No. um, Comforter. Exactly. You always have that extra thingy having god is just like that joker card or that little Mm. plus that you have right and Mm. we need to know how to use it and use it to our advantage not that god is a little genie or whatever but by you having that relationship intimate relationship with him whatever happens in your life it's just like the wind when the wind comes you blow away no you're Mm. grounded right Mm. so no matter what happens you always be grounded into the word of god grounded because you have that deep intimate relationship the same way you're grounded with your husband if they come oh you saw a text message from a random girl so what doesn't mean that he's like it doesn't mean anything because you know your man you know who you are you know who you guys are as a couple and it's nothing just the way it comes and goes as long as you're grounded so as long as you are grounded (laughs) yeah interesting um so you refer god a lot as like him Mm -hmm. you do you do you use him because you believe that God is male? No, actually, I think I know it sounds crazy, or but I believe that God is male and female. And and if I was asked to write a philo- philosophical document uh, dissertation, I would actually say God is female. Why? Um, and I say him because again, that's how I'm used to listening or whatever. And I'm not saying God is an hermaphrodite or anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, right? But I don't know. I just think that the ability. Well, eh, let me not let me not say that. But the way, yeah, that's gonna be arrogant too. Wait, just say it as so, it is. Because <laughs> I, I don't, um, I don't know. Like, I think we haven't spoken in a while. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't, um, I don't have the same beliefs as I used to when it comes to like God and Jesus and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like be free. Okay. Okay. So the reason why I insist of love is the healer of everything. Love for me is the solution to all in, Mm. in my little mind. Uh, Mm. And God is love. 
right? Mm -hmm. And we've spoken here, yes, God doesn't want divorce. He doesn't want a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But God is love. Mm -hmm. Like if someone truly loves you, no matter what you do, he's always going to love you, right? Mm -hmm. I speak about God because, about love and God a lot because God is my everything. Whether he's female or male, I think I'll, I speak about him being male, but in my mind, if I, like, like I said, he will be female because the, like you cannot love the way you love your, your son, right? Mm -hmm. Only you know how much you love him. Only mm -hmm. you know what you would do for him. Mm -hmm. If someone was trying to come and stab your kid, I'm pretty sure you would jump there and get stabbed mm -hmm. instead of himself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you wouldn't do for me or some random person, right? Mm -hmm. That is the kind of love that God has for every single one of us. And, mm -hmm. you know, you'll say, oh, no, but you have some people who are struggling with mental health, struggling with drug abuse, struggling with whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't mean God doesn't love them mm -hmm. because if they put their trust in God and do their best, their own personal best to get out of it, do you really think God is not going to help them? Mm -hmm. Even if he doesn't speak to them or he can send people in your lives that will support you, even when you relapse, they're still going to be there. It's it's the consistency of love that brings people out of, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they're what struggling with. Yeah. Right. So, yes, I'm saying him, him, him. I have no idea if it's a fellow, if male or female. In my opinion, the ability to love someone like that is that superpower that we women have. Mm -hmm. And that's why I would associate maybe his love is feminine. I don't know. I mean, but. I think um, from like, and obviously those that are listening, I hope that you do understand that we're not talking about gender. We're not talking about yeah. like sex. We're, when mm -hmm. we say male and female or feminine or masculine, it's really more of like the energy and the spirit mm -hmm. and, and all of that stuff. And I personally believe that God is like, I don't even say God anymore. I use more the word creator. Um, mm -hmm. the, the creator is like, is feminine and female energy. Yeah. It, yeah. it is both. I know we're DVD totally deviated from our conversation <laughs> totally <laughs> if if i say that um if i'm a female and that person is a male gender wise mm -hmm. i think they call it polarity you know mm -hmm. like opposites like mm -hmm. male female good bad and all of that stuff mm -hmm. so the, 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 there is that yeah i personally believe he he she it <laughs> it is both in, yeah. in, in one and do you see god as ex outside of you or within you i think he's inside and outside he cannot exist only inside as the, the same way she, he cannot exist only outside he's inside and outside uh inside how um hopefully the holy spirit abides in me but inside in the sense that i'm a i'm a person who loves a lot uh, in general i love to love i love people i love love i just love and other people maybe are not the same way but i just i always think that that's the extra god give me an extra scoop of love because mm -hmm. i just love too much because mm -hmm. i get not disappointed much but like i get easily hurt in the mm -hmm. sense that because i love you so much i expect so much from you or mm -hmm. because i love you so much i'll do so much for mm -hmm. you and maybe i'm not expect too much but if you do me something wrong it's gonna hurt me gonna hurt because i just felt like like i gave how so much you? right mm -hmm. you know no i'm even away i'm done with the how could you just like okay <sighs> you know okay. and love is outside why because for me to be able to love someone there needs to be love outside uh, for me to be able to see something in you there should there needs to be some kind of love outside so i think god is inside and out out also because sometimes god operates in our lives throughout through other people 
right? Uh, your life can be a testimony for me. It can be something that keeps me going. And you might not know it, but I know it. You know what I mean? So stuff like that. So I think, yeah, he's in and out always. What do you think? Um. Yes, I, I, I believe that the creator is everywhere and everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. Um. So definitely within because we're divine beings. I believe mm-hmm. I'm a divine being. You're a divine being. We're a divine being. So definitely within us. And then um, last time I had this, like I was just standing outside and I was like, oh, okay, those people that say they don't believe in the creator like they just need to stand outside and 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 you'll see you'll see god you'll see the creator you'll see everything that we see for me everything that i see is is god you know so yeah i think i think it's that and to kind of sum up everything that we kind of shared um i think at the end of the day when it comes to marriage when it comes to two people getting married it is so so important that we connect to Whatever that, you know, we choose to believe in, whether you're in the church or not in the church, you connect to that divinity, that spirit within you, around you, because humans, as Alice, you said, we all crazy. <laughs> you go in the church, everybody's crazy. Everybody's sick. Okay. Yeah. So the the one thing is really, I think it's really, I personally think that it's very, very important that we as humanity, we get to a place where we um, we find answers within us. You know, you call mm-hmm. it the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I used to call it the Holy Spirit. I call it more like your intuition or your deeper mm-hmm. intuition to really dive in within us and and find our answers there because everything is you know i think that everything is everything is already like all of the answers that we are seeking is already there but the only thing is like we're just so busy like busy running and trying to find answers and trying to follow trends and Mm -hmm. doing this and doing that and doing this trying to impress and stuff that we don't have the time to actually sit down take Mm -hmm. a minute a breather and listen you know and i'm I'm including myself in that because all I've been doing is like crying a lot and I'm just like what the heck man and I was talking to a friend and she was telling me well this lady I just met actually and she was telling me you just need to sit be in stillness and it's fine crying is is your spirit expressing your soul expressing itself so it's like do cry but if you're looking or seeking for answers you could only find it a lot of times is in stillness and sometimes you will meet people mm-hmm. that will come and confirm and affirm whatever you already know you know so i think that um it's important yes to speak to people have the church be somewhat involved in whatever you have to do or whatever religion you're in parents mm-hmm. whoever have them involved but you as an individual also have to be in touch with yourself you your cousin your your cousin your husband to be wife <laughs> to be whoever needs to be in touch with themselves too mm-hmm. Yeah. In order to make things, I think, uh, make your home a happy home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I strongly believe. I don't know if you have any last words to share. Um, I have a lot to share, but any last <laughs> words? <laughs> I could talk for hours. Um, yeah. any last words to share about the topic or in general? Just in general. In general, I think people should focus more on getting to know themselves first mm. before seeking God. And I know it sounds perhaps a bit controversial or whatever, but if you know yourself, uh, and again, knowing yourself means everything and nothing, but if you know at least some basics of yourself, you will know better how to love God and how to seek Him properly and not to confine your all into 
a man, a man, whether it's your husband or your pastor or whatever, or whomever. But if you do not love yourself, I don't know, good luck. I don't know, like you're not helping yourself here. It's it's important, it's vital to know, to love yourself, know yourself and know how to defend your own interest and go to God. Hey God, this is who you made me to be. If I'm weird that's this way or I'm crazy it's because you made me this way, help me with whatever you need to help me. And that's how you'll be able to build a better relationship with God. I don't know. That's just me and my little mind. But I think it's very, very important to know yourself so that you don't get manipulated by other people or you don't get people. Other people don't get to tell you who you who they think you are. You are. Mm. And I think that the more that you spend time knowing yourself, you get to find out who God really is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because God is... He is who he is to different people. I don't know if it makes sense, but yeah, yeah, it's very important not to try to associate other people's lives and be like, oh, because this person is like that and me too. Like, I hate that that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's very childish and we have so many childish Christians. So many Christians that do not know themselves. It's embarrassing. You can be there, you know the word of God, but you have no idea who you are. Yeah, you don't know who you are. Um, We were actually sharing that in in my other episode that I recorded with um, Kawasiji. And what she was saying is that is because the church has placed in us so much that we have to be in the image of Christ and be like Christ that people don't even take the time to really like find out like who their soul, like who they are as people. Right. And we were discussing about that just a little bit. So I think, I think what you're saying is very true. A lot of people in churches, including me, had no clue who they were, who we were, because we were so used to, especially when you grow up in certain, a different, certain type of churches where mm-hmm. you are like taught to be a certain way, you know, like mm-hmm. you need to be like this in order to kind of be approved, mm-hmm. you know, and, Absolutely. and, and that's problematic. Um, we could definitely go on and on in this conversation, um, but we'll, we'll definitely have another convo for sure. <laughs> for sure. This is not the first and not the last time that you um, will have Alice here with us, but Alice, honestly, I appreciate your time. Um, thank, you. thank you for waking up early and being here. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, we out. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. We do hope that you learn a thing or two out of this episode. Kindly follow us on all of our social media platforms. And yo, something great is happening. Look out for our website coming out fall 2022. Take care. See you next Thursday.